great. I'm starting to think maybe this group has run its course if just you and I show up. We can't seem to get normal attendance back, but maybe it's just the summer and vaccines and, you know, people having other things to do. It is August after all. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just wishful thinking at this point or having any bearing on reality, but well, let's see. I guess I'll go first. Um, I actually read a really cool book, and I'm surprised that I'm actually saying something good about Nora Roberts, because normally, yeah, she's annoying romance. But mm-hmm. she wrote a cool fantasy book called The Awakening Dragonheart Legacy Book One, and I love it because someone's finally going back to all those classic stuff that we love. Mm-hmm. Um. The only qualm I can think is that she probably should have cut out about 25% of the book because the first 50% is just sort of whatever. Um, but the last 50% is really good. So it's about this woman named Jennifer um, whose father, well, she thinks her father abandoned her um, at like age 12 and her mom is just really domineering. And so she grows up and becomes a teacher because that's, her mom says that's pretty much all you can do with your life. Um, so she's not really, I mean, she's good at it, but she's not really inspired. Um, and then she goes to, like, her mom goes away on vacation and she um, is watering her plants. And, like, this freak, the storm comes and the windows are still, I think they're open. Jeez, it's been like a couple months since I read this book, but. And then I tried to find the Wikipedia article, and I'm not sure what happened. But, um, And so she finds out that her father left her a whole bunch of money. And then she goes to investigate. And, um, and the, the checks are still being regularly deposited to the account. So she's wondering, you know, if like, he's still around or why did he do this and why didn't her mom not tell her? And she has this uh, gay best friend named DeMarco, who's pretty cool. I mean, some of the characterizations are, are kind of annoying, like, you know, the stereotypical gay person and stuff like that. But the plot gets more interesting, like 50% in, you know, she goes to this alternate world. Um, she goes to Ireland and pulls through a portal thing. But the thing I found the most interesting was that she goes back and forth. She doesn't just stay on one side. And most fantasy novels don't have that. Um, and I don't really want to give away a whole bunch of the plot, but I'm looking forward to book two. Sounds good. Yeah, I generally just ignore Nora Roberts' books because of you know the, her reputation, but yeah, I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, me too. It's a mark of how desperate I was for a good fantasy novel that I even clicked on it. <laughs> like what? I expected to have to just get rid of it, but mm-hmm. okay. Guess I'll go then. Um, well, I've actually been reading a bunch of like self-published web novels recently, but 
Oh, that's always fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I will actually just talk about something from Bard that I read a long time ago, um, which is uh, it's called Her Majesty's Wizard, and uh, it's by Christopher Stashev. Um, it uh, follows a guy who finds this random parchment while he's going through books in a library, um, working on like his doctorate thesis or whatever. And he, when he reads um, the stuff on the parchment, it turns out to be this magic spell that uh, sends him to a magical world, of course. And um, of course, it takes a while for him to um, figure out what happened and um, figure out that in that world, magic works through poetry. And um, so he eventually um, finds out that um, there's the um, place where he ended up is being ruled by this evil king and sorcerer duo. And um, so he decides to, you know, try to rescue this, the princess who is locked in the dungeon and along the way of like rescuing her and trying to help her get um, the kingdom back uh, to, you know, the rightful ruler. Of course they make, friends um and there's a bunch of other little obstacles and there's a dragon which is always fun um and yeah <laughs> yeah so i would say the most like unique part of the book is that um the author uh, wrote it after like getting annoyed that all the medieval settings and um didn't accurately show that religion was a huge part of everyday life uh, back then. So, you know, in this book, the, um, Catholicism is like a big part of it. And well, not being Catholic myself, I don't know how accurate it is, but uh, it's, you know, it's interesting. And uh, I like, oh, you know, the other part of the book is a lot of, like, fun monsters and um, knights and stuff. And there is mm, a little bit of romance, um, which, you know, that's fair. Yeah. So. yeah. It sounds like fun. Is it, is it a sequel or is it just a one-stand-alone book? Um, I believe it's the first book of the series, but like, I think the ending was pretty, um, you know, satisfying on its own and the other like sequels and stuff were not as good, uh, in my opinion. So, oh, okay. yeah. Still. Okay. Well, I mean, that sounds good. Maybe. Oh, sorry, you were saying something? 
Could talk about some of the web novels I've been reading. You're interested? Oh, I mean that's like all I've been reading for the past month. So, <laughs> so the web novel? Yeah, just like people will, um, you know, go. There's like a, a few certain websites where people can post like one chapter at a time of their writing and stuff people can like comment on it and read oh and, that's and what you mean okay you mean like a yeah. website novel not like a right fantasy <laughs> novel. okay oh yeah that's interesting i wasn't sure if that was still around i knew that was like they had sites like fan fiction and stuff but that was a while ago so they're like going back to serialized um, type things like they did in Dickens era and stuff. Yeah, true. That's cool. That might be something to discuss on the list. Maybe we can uh, start something going. Are they fantasy books? Oh, yeah. Like, all the ones I've read anyway are fantasy. Yeah, okay. That's cool, because then we don't have to wait for Bard to come out. And it's good reason. Like, I don't know. I haven't been really interested in anything I've seen on Bard lately, so that's why I turned to random serialized stuff. Yeah, that's always a good idea. And then you can get more variety of things. Yeah. But which one um, do you want to talk about? Um, well, the only one that I've read that is uh, completed so far is uh, it's called Mother of Learning and... Um, it's about this um, teenage guy uh, at magic school, and it starts um, on the first day of a new semester, about a month before the summer solstice. And um, as the guy uh, goes back to school, he, you know, pretty much everything is going as expected, except that one of his classmates, uh, named Zach, is... Um, suddenly the best in every single class uh, when at the end of the last semester everyone thought he was going to flunk out and you know so of course everyone's curious about how he got amazing over the course of the break but um, other than that everything's going normally until um, the night of the summer solstice which is um you know, a particularly special one for astrological reasons or something. And um, there happens to be um, like a dance and a dance at the school and like a celebration in the, you know, city, the wider city around the school. 
and uh, the main character, uh, Zorian, doesn't really want to go to the dance because um, being around large groups of people uh, makes him uncomfortable. And but then, you know, one of his teachers um, kind of tells him it's mandatory and um, gets one of their classmates to ask him out. And um, so he goes <laughs> reluctantly and um, he kind of just walks around the dance avoiding people as long as he thinks he has to be there and then you know leaves as soon as um he thinks you know it's been long enough and as he goes outside he um there's you know fireworks going on in the city for the big celebration but then he um notices like some of the fireworks are actually destroying buildings and like one of the you know, buildings that was destroyed was the um, dorm where he was planning on, you know, just hiding out instead of going to the dance. Um, But anyway, he goes back in to warn everyone and then realizes that his date has uh, left because she was angry about being ignored the whole time. Um, So he goes out um, into the city to try to uh, find her. And um, he eventually runs into Zach, who's, you know, fighting off this large group of trolls that were, like, invading the city. And um, then um, he, you know, of course, he notices that Zach is a lot stronger than anyone their age could possibly be. Um, But, you know, then Zach, you know, starts talking to him and um, he says something like always about like always having to save Zorian and, you know, kind of implying that he knew that the dorm was going to um, be destroyed early on, which is why he had, um, yeah, he was the one that had um, gotten Zorian to be forced to go to the dance, but, um, and he, oh, okay. Anyway, um, so then this um, glitch shows up and starts fighting Zach, and it's obvious that um, the lich is just toying with them. And um, that you know, of course, as powerful as Zach is, yeah, he can't compete with this ancient, like undead mage person, and. But then Zach um, says that um, it doesn't matter if he dies because he'll just do a better job next time. And of course, that um, lets the witch kind of realize that um, Zach has some kind of uh, time travel magic attached to his soul. And um, so he tries to, you know, cast the spell to destroy Zach's soul and... Uh, well, the next thing Zorian knows, he is waking up, and it's the first day of the semester again. And so he, oh no, yeah, he goes. Um, well, he he eventually um, realizes that that um, this spell um, that the lich cast, um, you know, got interrupted partway through, and instead of destroying his axle it just um 
attached part of his soul to uh, Zorian's soul. So now Zorian is um, also stuck in this time loop thing, which is basically goes on from the um, first day of the semester to the uh, midsummer festival. And um, yeah, so the book is kind of following uh, Zorian as he tries to figure out um, how to stop this um, attack on the city and also how to um, find a way out of the time loop. And along the way, of course, he learns a lot of different kinds of magic. And um, he also gets to know his uh, classmates better and gets to know his family members better. Um, because, well, the way he starts out as kind of like very antisocial and only like minding his own business and not really caring about um, his family or classmates at all. And I know it's fun to me to see like how he gets to appreciate everyone more as, you know, he tries different ways of interacting with people just out of curiosity to see what happens. And yeah, that was a fun story. Yeah, that sounds like fun. It's called Mother of Learning. Right. Um, Yeah, I think it's based on the phrase, uh, repetition is the mother of learning or something like that, (laughs) which is, yeah, basically the time travel thing. Right. Stuck. It's a lot. Oh, I don't think that was standard. Right. <laughs> Which is fair enough. Yeah. Just with us two, it makes for a tiny meeting. <laughs> True. Okay, well, take care, and I guess I'll see at least you next month. <laughs> All right, then. Have a good night. You have a nice rest of your summer. Same to you. Bye. Bye.